0: The sound of sensation across the nation. Listen to radio. Goodies.
1: Home. And welcome to the Goodies Pirate Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Tom. I'm Richard. I'm Rob. And this week in episode forty-seven, we're talking about the Bun Fight at the OKT OK Rooms, also known by some people as Cream Cave. Not heard that one, or the what? Cream Rush Fever.
0: Not heard of that one either.
1: No, I've always owned it as the Bun Fight at the OKT OK Rooms. But there you go. This was first broadcast on the twenty-eighth of April, nineteen seventy-five. Once again, we're at nine PM on a Monday, gentlemen. This is known as a classic. It's one of the ones the fans clamoured to have released first on VHS and then on DVD. Yes. Doesn't live up to its reputation. Rob? I think it does. I think it does. The end, the end of it is justly famous. It was
2: it was striking to me that very little of the first two thirds had
1: stuck in the memory. But uh, mm-hmm. upon watching it again, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very similar. I went to this one wondering how much of its reputation as a classic rests on the last third. And indeed... Couldn't remember a lot of the middle there particularly, but I thought it was really good. Tom, what about you? Yes. Yes. In a word,
0: yes. Yeah, I really like it as well.
1: Good. That's all we need to say. Thanks, Ru. Thanks for coming. (laughs)
0: Thanks for coming along. Take a walk in the Black Forest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll go into a little bit it opens once again with that idea that the goodies are extremely poor. Yes. But now we know
0: why they're
1: poor. Yes, because Graham spent all the money going to buy the equipment to go and look for gold, so they wouldn't be poor.
0: It's interesting, though, that the first time Tim says that we've never been as poor as this, now that we're talking about goodies in the beanstalk, they're
1: living in a park. (laughs) (laughs) It is, but they're trying to break into the piggy bank. I actually thought, for an episode I do agree is a classic, the opening is actually quite weak. Like, it doesn't open with anything particularly powerful. It's not particularly funny. No,
0: I I suppose you need to set up where the episode is going. Yes. And I guess whether the alternative really is just to have them, we're we're going prospecting, and then you just start with that, you don't even bother with the initial scene, but...
1: Yeah, or or even just start with the moment where Graham walks in with the the banjo and the gear and says, we're going prospecting. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know, because I I do think it's a very slow burn where it comes up to. They then obviously decide to go prospecting, and we're in a quarry!
0: Yes. With, with a stuffed mule. <laughs> with a stuffed
1: mule. So we have the whole first filmed insert, which is them arriving in the quarry with, as you say, the stuffed mule.
0: And they go through, obviously, a lot of the... They sort of mind the prospecting jokes, which is good in a way because they actually get that done early. So
1: It is, but stuff like arriving on the giant X that's marked out on the ground, yeah. claim stuff. We then get the main discussion, which is, I guess, where the episode starts properly or starts to ramp up, which is them inside the tent talking about what they're actually doing and the fact they haven't found anything and what they're going to find and they have the jokes with the rooster they have their whole breakfast thing where bill's (laughs) cooking the bacon Mm. Uh, but then they discover the cream inside the rocks now i remember walking into this sort of thinking look i get the conceit is that they're doing cream as a substitute for gold but kind of why at least at this point they actually do make the point now that milk is worth more than petrol yeah. so yes. they actually do at least give some attempt to justify why it substitutes there. it is partly just silly yeah but it is very weird. After they thought they'd found
0: fool's cream.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: and I think half of it leads to that point of Tim just doing his Cornish milkshakes. Yeah. Joke.
1: <laughs> look, there's a lot of wearing in Cornwall gags. A lot of really simple gags there, like, look what I found in the old tin mine, old tins. <laughs> but look, they do strike cream. And that whole middle segment where they go into the mine and actually do sort of lob in and strike. I'd completely forgotten all that. It actually didn't stick in the memory at all. Was that your experience?
2: No, I, really? I had a fairly
0: clear memory of yeah. the whole, with the
2: little... Just the little tap.
0: <laughs> yes, and carefully bring the whole lot down, just a little tap. Yeah, I think it's probably one I've watched a few times since the ABC stopped screening them because, I mean, it was on the original VHS and, of course, it was on the, the DVDs. Yes. So it's probably one I've watched several times since it was on TV. Well,
1: look, as, as have I. I've just found that that middle section yeah. certainly didn't stick in the memory nearly as well as the particular the final section, which we're we're not at yet. They then get to the second film insert, which I think is probably the funnier of the two, which is then mining the cream. They have all sorts of stuff there, like the tortoise pulling along the machinery. That, that is a
0: great contraption for what is yes. effectively not even a 30-second scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, all, all powered by Graham's rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> Just so he can get... And the whole payoff is that he gets a
2: little bit of milk, so he yeah, can so it even in his tea. tea. Yeah.
1: yes. But it does start to build up that idea that Graham is very much the owner of the mine and he's sitting back while the other two are working in the mine.
0: Yes. Which, of course, leads them. They then decide they're going to have a revolt. Yes. And this is the point, obviously, really, where Graham clearly decides he is going to take the mine. Yes. This was a scene I really enjoyed where he's sitting there and they're all sitting in the tent yeah. and he's trying to turn Bill and Tim against each other. Yes. Who's uh,
2: your album, land of hope and glory? And pinch the ears off your life-size Prince Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: And and the fact that then Tim had obviously put Blumondes in Bill's football boots.
1: Uh, look, Yeah, and the whole lullaby thing. It's a really good interplay between the three of them. Once again, showing that often the best stuff and the goodies is the three of them in a room.
0: And, th- and that's the thing. I think that was a really good scene for the middle of the episode. I really enjoyed that.
1: Mm. Obviously, though, Graham does get away to stake his claim to the mine and then... Us yes, out. leaves
0: this sort of thing propped up with a frying pan for a fucking <laughs> <laughs> In the sleeping bag. Hang on
1: a second, that's not great <laughs> Who are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's really good.
1: The audience is really enjoying that one as well, I think.
0: And it's interesting counterpointing against the South African discussion we had last week where they're sort of trying to work out who's going to stay awake. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, catch a a <clears> throat> by throat> the toe. <laughs> 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 yes.
1: Yes. Oh, we were doing that in the schoolyard in the 80s, never mind the mid-70s. Yes. <laughs> Little did we know. We should mention, of course, that the town in which Graham lodges the claim is the town of Penanink. <laughs> and this leads to the cream rush. Yeah, now,
0: the interesting thing is, I have a small note here. Graham sneaks off. Now, when the other two set out to follow him, the trandum is just suddenly outside the tent for them to get on and ride <laughs>
1: And the cream rush is then done as a again one of those old school newsreels yeah. that shows everybody you know there's creaming in them, their hills, yeah. rushing along. Everybody wants to get their stake over the cream and look. It's something we experienced. I mean, the city of Melbourne we're in now basically was well for a few years there, it was the richest city in the world in the 1860s on the back of our yeah, gold it's rush. On the gold rush. Yeah. Um, California had the same thing with their gold rush. A very similar sort of thing.
0: Yes, but, but of course it does show yeah. Tim and Bill miss out.
1: Yes. <laughs> But that's okay, because as they pull up the pegs of their tent, they strike strawberry jam.
0: Yes, if Tim (laughs) remembers his O-level geology and domestic science, where there's jam, there must be scones. 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 (laughs) Apparently that's a regional thing. Yes. Because I believe the town in Scotland is actually pronounced scone, isn't it? It is, but that's meant to be the only
2: place we actually call it a scone. The, The true pronunciation is meant to be a scone when talking about the food. So. I've actually been to Scone. There you go. Did you sit on the stone? Yeah. The stone of
1: Scone. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the stone of destiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Graham, of course, is watching all this. And there's that wonderful scene as well where they, you know, Graham can't know about this. And then, you know, they, they pan up to see Graham on the hill and then they see him and they stop. That's really well filmed, like <laughs> on, on the donkey. On <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> the donkey, yeah. <laughs> That donkey gag, that never gets old. I must admit that
0: every time they do that gag, I thought that was really wild. And I actually think
1: the best iteration of it is here where Graham is on the hill. Then they turn away, he picks up the donkey, (laughs) runs down the hill, and then gets back on it as though nothing's happened. Uh, 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 It's very good, but he decides, or he offers to buy out their find, and they say no, they want to buy him out. And they decide to meet at the OKT OK Rooms.
0: Yes, for a winner-take-all card game. Just with the mule joke, we then get the wonderful scene, which, of course, made it into the opening yes, credits. Yes, of were yes. <laughs> grown trying
1: to take off on the mule. <laughs> i <be> falling over. They're <laughs> uh, quite right, too. Uh, look, from this moment on, I think we are in some of the funniest ten minutes the goodies have ever done. And for a
2: totally silent film sequence... From mm. from that point onwards, there's, yes, I don't think there's another
1: word spoken other than the song. It is, and they absolutely mine all of those Western tropes, particularly all around the whole thing about the gunfight of the OK Corral, yeah. which has been you know, a part of fiction for ninety odd years. So. That's really good. And all the stuff about the barmaid sending the cups of tea down and then missing it. Them signaling for two cups of tea and her signaling back what she thinks of that.
0: All the stuff too, like the piano player stopping as soon as they come into the saloon. Except for the one bloke crunching on his salary. (laughs) (laughs) Who sort of gets the disapproving knock from his wife.
1: Yep, then Graham being revealed at the top of the stairs, coming down. He's got his, you know, his lady with him. All that sort of thing. Really, really funny stuff. And I think this is stuff that uh, everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody knows exactly what they're referencing. They then get into the poker game. Now, as somebody who hates poker games in movies or television, because I actually don't know the rules. So when they do something dramatic, I'm like, well, what does that mean? (laughs) Um, This is okay, because they're playing with pieces of toast. (laughs) And they're using ginger nuts as betting chips. (laughs) And when they run out of ginger nuts, they then start to use various different buns, Cakes, and then Graham tops it all with a three-story wedding cake, <laughs> and then cheats with the toast. And then cheats yeah. the <laughs> piece <of> toast. <laughs> and all the way through, the the piano's doing the, the, the music. It's really well done. And
0: it's
2: actually well done because the piano music
0: is timed yes. with the yes. action.
1: Which yes. really works. Yeah. And as you said, though, Tom, for something that has no dialogue, we know exactly what's going on. The way they play it, you know, you know who's up, who's down. You, you get the whole betting thing. That even if you don't know poker, you get that you know. As the larger cakes yes. go on.
0: You know, Tim throws his hand in immediately and then starts eating his chips. Yes.
1: <laughs> but of course because Graham has cheated and they overturn the table and see it's time to go and have the gunfight. Yes. Which leads to the ballad of the OK team rooms.
0: Yes. I should say the vedanic point, that the actual gunfight at the OK Corral was over in less than thirty seconds and is actually nothing like anything presented here. It's more traditional Western shootout. But yes.
1: And, and of course, because it's the goodies, it's done with little tomato sauce squirters. rather than. <laughs> that song is sheer genius, yes. is it not? It is. It Down is. Down to the point where Bill corrects himself
2: with the pronunciation of the Yes, yes. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone.
1: <laughs> And
2: turn around and walk 11, 11 paces. <laughs>
0: they, they called him Wild Bill Oddie. His mate was Texas Tim. <laughs> <laughs> And their opponent, Reedy Graham,
2: who <laughs> was, sure was sure that he could slay him.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really good. And again, given that the song carries the dialogue, it's very effective. And as you say, Tom, they meet, they agree to turn and walk eleven paces, which means uh, Tim and Bill walk into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Bill gets the flesh wound as the dinosaurs hit <laughs> his arm. Yeah. Now, then, of course, though it does lead to the interesting aspect of it which as a kid did seem kind of weird with me which is the goodies are actually shooting each other which yes. once you get a little bit older you entirely get and buy into the gag but I remember when I was very young and saw this it was very strange to have the goodies actually shooting and killing each other mm. it's, it's, I suppose
2: it's one of those bits where again they're faced off two against one Yes. Yep. from what was there which it's not always the best thing for a young kid but when you're in that mid-range yeah. and the older you are you think okay that's where all the drama and the comedy is ignited from yes. from that
1: so the, the the fight goes on Tim finds that he's actually out of ammo <laughs> which allows him to be shot by Graham and then you get the wonderful shot of Bill on the roof where he is about to shoot Graham then gets shot and does the, the jump off mm. yes now, was that actually Bill do we know I think it was I yeah. think it was it looks like him he's yeah. probably just jumped onto a whole pile of
2: boxes
0: probably yeah Ooh. Because the one who actually got hurt doing that was great. Yes. Yes, which yes. We'll, we'll, we'll get which, to in Which in is moment. probably one of the more famous Goody's anecdotes, but...
1: Yes, but again, it just mines all that Western trope as the guy you think he's dead is actually wounded and with his dying breath, he turns to shoot his nemesis. Who just moves the girl in front of the, the <laughs> yes, blast. in such, <laughs> such an overt manner. And, and again, look, it's kind of funny, like because you know the tropes they're doing you get why Graham is upset that his woman has been killed. Now, realistically, the fact that we've seen her in about 10 seconds prior to this (laughs) makes the relationship a little bit, you know, (laughs) sort of coming out of nowhere. But because it is a Western, you get exactly what it is that they're doing. And it leads to Graham uh committing suicide now richard Do you want to take us through that and what
0: happened yes well of course we see graham decide to commit suicide i guess we could also make the point maybe he realizes he's killed his former friends as well
2: that's the way i always read it though not so much that the girl died that he realizes what what it's taken away from him this greed type of thing yes it's led
0: led to him kill and him killing both his both his former friends yeah
2: so, okay, then I, that, that's the one yeah, I, okay. And then, of course,
0: we get this extremely over-the-top scene where he goes to kill himself by squirting himself in the face under the armpits <laughs> and everything. Yeah. With the, and then, of course, does this highly exaggerated fall backwards. Now, the anecdote around this is, apparently, Graham went and spoke to a lot of the stunt guys about how you do it and where you put the padding and all this sort of stuff, and then when he threw himself backwards, didn't land on the padding, and yeah. apparently actually hurt himself, I think, fairly badly. Hmm, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, there, were, there was a large amount of blood, and I think a tooth missing or something.
0: Yes, I think he actually, because if you watch, he twists as he goes backwards, mm. rather than just going straight back, and he basically doesn't land on any of the padding at all.
1: No, but as they say, if you double-cross a friend, you'll get squirted yeah. in the end. <laughs> Look, it's it's hard to sort of talk in depth about that fight scene because it is it is just a one long visual gag, but it is brilliant. Yes,
0: it, it is. I, I thought the whole episode, as we said earlier, it's just sight gag after sight gag. I mean, the bit where they're coming down the street, sort of walking towards each other, and you see all the people running. There's the bloke who barricades <laughs> himself. he's barricaded himself out of his house,
1: I think goes hides in the in the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> And then it is very interesting. We've spoken quite a number of times, and I think we will continue to speak on this theme of the goodies episode sort of running out of steam towards the end. And occasionally even very funny episodes tend to sort of limp desperately towards the 30-minute mark. Whereas this one does start slowly, but it builds and builds and builds. Yeah. And I think this gets better and better as it goes on and finishes really, really well. And that, I think, perhaps is part of why he's just remembered so well, because you, you leave this episode absolutely love it and no mm. doubt it was hilarious mm. okay any more general points before we go on to our regular segments
0: um, there is a note on the wall and again we've sort of been charting the progress of the Funky Gibbon single by the little note scrawled on the blackboard on the set uh, this week it says by Funky Gibbon number four and I've actually written and going up with a question mark next to it uh, it actually didn't uh, it didn't go any further it actually started its, its uh, sort of descent down the chart by, by this time but the parabola <laughs>
1: well we'll go to our regular segments then tropes and firsts
0: um, there's a mention of, of Tim's landed Hope and Glory record
1: yes, yes but we don't hear it played
0: um, and his lifestyle's Prince Charles
2: <laughs>
1: off to the funny farm you're a loony uh, yes it is, it is another very strong occurrence of two of them versus the third yes they all die in the end they do all die once again mm-hmm. uh, in fact it's going to be a couple of episodes in a row but that's more for next week <laughs> yes anything else once again, it's an episode that doesn't really mind their tropes so much. It's actually quite a different episode. The very
2: start, where he tries to break open the piggy bank with the hammer, and you, you get the the misdirection of what's actually going to break. Yeah. So mm. that it sort of crops up occasionally through their episodes. It
0: but, is. Yeah, I was just going to say, just it, this is a very different episode. There really isn't a lot of the usual characters or a lot of the usual tropes or anything in this. I, I I don't really have a lot of notes for regular segments at all.
1: And again, maybe why it stands out. Speaking of not a lot of notes, does anybody have anything for what they couldn't get away with today?
2: Going back to what we spoke about the other week, about the suicide. Maybe. But Maybe. then That's only just a maybe. Very... Yeah, and
1: again, because it's so overtly... Referencing the Western and, being and, the and tomato and, sauce, and tomato sauce like it's yeah. so silly. Yeah, I, I think you could get away with that now. Yeah, you probably could. I well, know no. when I was a boy, it,
0: did, it meant nothing. It had no dark undertones. No, no, no undertones. I, I don't think it does. I mean, it was again, it was screened uncut here, and I, I think we might have actually found one where there's nothing. I think this would be a first for us. Mm-hmm. I don't think we found an episode where this is nothing you, you couldn't do now. Well,
1: that's very reassuring. Yeah. So we we'll...
0: so, so this is a good wholesome episode. <laughs> Mary Whitehouse, this one's for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On that note, our favourite gags, Tom. Oh, that's a tough one. I, I
2: like the wordplay ones. One, it's, it's about, um, that's not Graham, who are you? To the frying pan. Uh, and just the basic goes, I've struck
0: gold ore. or or something else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Richard, what about you?
0: Yeah, again, I I was sort of struggling to come up with one particular moment. My favourite scene in it, other than the the ending montage, was probably Graham trying to stiff the other two when they're all in the tent. Mm. So I might go with that. The other scene I did quite like was actually the bit where they're trying to get the cups of tea from the the girl in the saloon. (laughs) And they sort of do that. She gives them the the, the two-fingered salute back. (laughs) Uh, I did quite find that quite funny.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go for a visual gag and it's a small part of the poker game the poker game builds up and up and up it's very effective but the moment then when Graham cheats by having the toaster next to him and the toast pops up (laughs) and he plays the card I thought that was really well done the timing's great as you said Rob the piano's great I just think that's a, a really good point but yeah lots of really funny jokes in this Rob,
2: what about you? Uh, well, two things for me. I laughed out loud where Graham is on the donkey and he falls <laughs> on the reins and he falls over, as you say, it makes it good. I just laughed and laughed. Um,
0: I, I think all the iterations of that mule joke. Yeah. I, I think it's great. That donkey did yeoman work in terms of comedy. But the
2: <laughs> the, the line that I laughed at was near the start where um, Graham was come in and explained, you know, why they're poor because he spent all the money on the mining equipment and Bill says, I'm going to kill him and... And Tim says,
1: no Bill, no, later. I I thought that was funny. Yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff in it. So another episode we've really enjoyed, and I suspect that's going to continue next week where we talk about the end.
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) On your way to Kew Gardens, maybe you'll take a walk in the Black Forest.
1: Been out looking around and you'll never guess what i've just found in an old tin mine gold no old tins
2: <laughs> and this what
1: gold ore or or something else <laughs>